Yes, Jesus Christ is alive. He rose from the dead, and that day, that Easter Sunday morning, that first Easter, when Mary and Mary Magdalene and Salome went to the grave expecting to anoint a dead body, they saw the angel sitting there. And they said, where is Jesus? The angel said, he is not here, he is risen. I submit to you tonight that that's the greatest news the world has ever heard. He is not here. He has conquered the grave. He's alive.
special night as we reflect and and think about and and as four people come to be baptized tonight to share about what you've done in and through their lives great God and uh, this is who you are uh, a God that changes and transforms people's lives we worship we honor you we praise you tonight great God and uh, we pray these things in your name amen amen well, it is so good to have you here tonight for our special service and Resurrection Sunday, which is awesome. I, I pray you've had an awesome Easter so far. Uh, we would love to just welcome a few people around us, say g'day. And so if you can do that now, do it in a COVID safe way, that'd be great. Say g'day to a few people and then you're welcome to grab a seat when you're ready. free to grab a seat. Like I said, this is a uh, this is a really special Sunday for us tonight. Um, not only is it a Resurrection Sunday, which is exciting, but we have four baptisms tonight, which is really awesome as well. Uh, I do want to say again, it is great to have you here and especially to maybe family and friends that have come out specifically uh, for the baptisms tonight. It's really good to have you here. And, uh, and also a big welcome to those that are online tuning in. Now, we would love you to hang out and chat more afterwards as well. So before I forget, uh, tonight after the service, we've got a food truck that's gonna be here as well. A, uh, I think uh, sushi and uh, all sorts of different food there. So you can grab a meal, head out afterwards to our big courtyard area, open courtyard area, and feel free to catch up a little bit afterwards also. And if you wanna connect in a little bit more, we've got our welcome lounge after the service up to my left uh, that we'd love to connect with you uh, there also. 
so just a couple of things to mention to you. Uh, this Easter weekend, we've taken up a special offering. And uh, as part of our offering this weekend, we wanna give uh, to those around the world that are far less fortunate and uh, even locally, but even globally, actually. So uh, we're gonna take up a special offering this weekend specifically for the Irana Youth Shelter. Uh, which is a local organisation specifically housing youth, really youth, young people uh, without any housing and, uh, and they do an amazing job. And we've, we've supported the Iran Youth Shelter for many, many years now as a church. And so we're gonna take up an offering towards that. Uh, but also uh, Baptist World Aid, uh, we are gonna give towards that, which is gonna go towards Papua New Guinea, uh, there are three hospitals in Papua New Guinea uh, that uh, particularly with the COVID outbreak there, they're really needing some more resources there at the hospital. And so we're gonna give financially towards that to help uh, bring some more resources to those local hospitals uh, there in Papua New Guinea as well. So if you wanna give towards that, you're so welcome to. There'll be some offering boxes uh, on the, uh, close to the doors there as you head out. Uh, you can give there. And uh, it is such a blessing for us to be able to uh, bless those and to be able to give um, away. So you're welcome to do that. Now, the other thing is as well, youth, uh, we're on school holidays. Some of you might be on holidays, some of you are still working, uh, but youth isn't on at the moment. You're in school holidays. Young adults, we had this past week off with the uh, lockdown, uh, but we're very much on uh, this week with our connect groups. Wednesday night, 18 to 23, if you're an 18 to 23 year old, roughly, we'd love to uh, connect with you, connect into, help you connect into a connect group on uh, Wednesday night. But if you're 23 plus and uh, you're looking for a group, we have uh, connect groups on Tuesday night as well. We'd love to connect you in uh, there. Feel free to come and see me afterwards or you can go to the uh, Connections Lounge also. Okay, that's all there is to mention. We, uh, like I said, we've got a special service tonight. We've got four baptisms, which is very, very exciting. And uh, this weekend we celebrate uh, all we reflect on uh, Good Friday, Christ dying for us, but then rising again on Sunday. And uh, like I said just before, He is alive and active. God's transforming and changing people's hearts and lives. And uh, tonight we've got four people that are gonna, gonna declare that about how God has changed and transformed their life and is continuing to transform uh, their life as well. Now, baptism is a, is a symbolic thing almost symbolising a dying to the old, rising again to the new, which is what we're celebrating this very weekend as well. And so these guys are gonna declare that tonight, share. Uh, but before we go to Jody, who's in the pool now, can we just give a huge thank you, or not thank you, but a huge welcome maybe to those specific friends and family members that have come out for these baptisms. That'd be amazing. And uh, we'll hand over to Jody. Thanks, Jody. It, it, it is great. Oh, wait for our microphone. It is so great to be in the pool here with Sarah tonight. An amazing story. And I'm not going to steal your thunder here, Sarah. So if you want to come over to the front of the pool right here, um, into the light a little bit more. How are we? That's good. That's good. Um, welcome, Sarah, as she says her story with us. Thanks, Jodie. That was a good cue. Thank you for clapping. Okay, I always knew about God, but I never thought that I could actually know God. I used to think that I needed to be perfect for God to accept me. I thought that I would be judged for my flaws, imperfections and my sins. People have told me that God is loving, kind, non-judgmental and just, but I never fully believed it. I went through life thinking I knew best, 
while being consumed of all things of the world. I sought things of the world to fill the void. I let the world dictate how I lived my life, which often meant that I lived with a lot of stress and anxiety. It also meant that I often created messy situations for myself. I found doing life without God was incredibly hard. During 2019, I went with a friend to their church a few times, but at the time I wasn't fully prepared to accept Jesus as my saviour, as I didn't want to commit to a Christian life, as I was still thinking selfishly and wanting to live life my way. Looking back, I realised God was constantly putting people in my path to draw me near to Him. It felt like He never gave up on me no matter what. And then it was Easter Sunday 2020. I had a strong prompting to watch the Bridgie Easter service online. At the time, I was living a life that doesn't seem uncommon in this day and age. I was in a relationship with a non-Christian man and we were living together. As I turned on the online service, the couple living in the unit upstairs started playing worship music. It was loud and clear. I sat there watching the service and felt this incredible sense of peace wash over me. I had never experienced anything like this before. During the service, it was spoken about how God doesn't give up on His children and He will continue to fight for His children to bring them back to Him. It was then that I realised that I do need Jesus in my life and it became completely clear to me what Jesus had done for me and for my sins so that I can have a personal relationship with Him. And to top it off, during the online service, I received a message from a friend I'd met through work. Rach messaged me, I knew I'd cry. (laughs) Um, Rach messaged me asking if I'd like to join the Girls Connect group. I joined via Zoom for the first few months until I was lucky enough to meet everyone in person. I feel so incredibly blessed and grateful for all the lifelong friends I've met through Connect. If if it wasn't for Rachel's message that really pushed me to connect in with other Christians, I may not be standing here today. So in the space of one hour, God was non-stop reaching out to me and all I needed to do was lean in and trust Him, which I did. It was the best decision of my life as I feel a complete sense of peace knowing that God is in control. I've heard of people saying they want to change areas of their life to align more with God's purpose for them. Even though to non-believers this might seem drastic, it was quite clear to me what God wanted me to do. I began to see my relationship with a new sense of clarity and realised this wasn't God's purpose for me. At this point, I was ready to do anything for God. So I did exactly what He wanted. I ended my four-year-long relationship and my ex-boyfriend moved out. It was incredibly hard initially, but I can't describe to you just how much Jesus has helped me and healed me in the recent months. He has given me purpose and happiness. I worry less about the little things and the big things, knowing that God has complete control 
and I can't begin to describe how freeing this is. So tonight I am being baptised to declare Jesus is Lord of my life, that He died for my sins and has given me life in relationship with Him. I choose to follow Him every day. I'd like to end with a verse that means a lot to me. Ephesians 2, 8-9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no, no one may boast. Thank you. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We would love to pray for you now. Please bow in prayer with me. Jesus, what an incredible picture of the way you reach out to us. And I thank you for doing that with Sarah, to Sarah, Lord. Just one year ago today, Lord, you revealed yourself in such an incredible way to her. And I thank you, Lord, for the way you've just drawn her into your truth, into your love, washed her in your incredible grace. Lord, thank you for calling her as your child. She's your precious daughter tonight and she stands here, Lord, to honour you and declare that you are her Lord and Saviour. So we thank you, Lord. We ask that you'd fill her with your Holy Spirit. We pray, Lord, that she would know in a special way for the rest of her life what it means to walk with you. We thank you and praise you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Sarah, do you declare Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? I do. It is on this profession of your faith and because you've requested it, that it is Rachel and my privilege to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. three more to go tonight. It is awesome. I am going to welcome Morgan to share her story. Can we give her a clap as well? Thank you. Um, I was privileged to grow up in a Christian family where I was taught about Jesus. I always remember believing in Jesus and never doubting whether he was real or not. However, it was never a personal relationship and I never questioned for myself why I believe what I believe. My family moved from South Africa when I was young to Perth and then eventually to Brisbane where I lived most of my life. It was during my middle school years that I distanced myself away from God. I was lonely and wanting community, but also found myself feeling angry. I struggled to relate to God, but always blamed it on not having a community at church or other external factors. I was worried about the things that the world said was important to have and I gave in to sin. I was ashamed and I did not want to speak to God. There came a point in grade 11 when I realised I was living in sin. 
I remember distinctly crying with my mum, confessing my sins and then giving my life to the Lord. I remember feeling Jesus' presence that night and not fully understanding, but knowing that I wanted to know more about God and understand for myself what it means to have a personal relationship with Him. I made a conscious decision to go to a Sunday night service at Bridgman Downs Baptist, even though I found it intimidating and scary. I don't remember who spoke or what message was said on that first Sunday night I went, but all I remember is feeling a peace and comfort and I knew it was Jesus. I felt his presence and I can truly say, I believe in a living God. A song during that time that resonated with me was O Come to the Altar by Elevation Worship. The words that I felt stood out read, are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin, Jesus is calling. Have you come to the end of yourself? Do you thirst for a drink from the well? And then it says, O come to the altar, the Father's arms are open wide. Forgiveness was bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The song resonated with me so much because I was hurting. I knew I was living in sin, but Jesus came and he died and rose again. So I no longer have to live a life of death, but instead live in the freedom of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful for the community that surrounded me here at Bridgman Baptist, where I have been able to learn more about God and journey in life through the ups and downs. I also am so thankful for my mum and the strength of her faith that has encouraged me in my journey. Over the years, I've grown close in relationship with Jesus as I continue to learn more about Him, but that does not mean life has always been the easiest. I have faced trials and disappointments. Recently, I was sick for quite a long time and with no known answer for the majority of the time up until the end. It was a dark, it was a dark time of uncertainty. But through this time, I found myself growing closer to God. He brought lightness into that time where it was unexpected. There was lots of prayer and I was supported by the people around me. Praise God that I was eventually given the specialist I needed and I'm now on my way to not being on any medication. I learned so much, but something that stood out to me was that our lives are only temporary, but life in relationship with God is everlasting. I want to get baptized today because I believe there is no better time than now. I have learnt life isn't easy. It's full of uncertainty. But I know one thing for certain is that Jesus will never forsake me. He is, living, he is a living God and he died for me so I can no longer live in death but have eternal life in him. Come on again. We would love to pray for you. Jesus, there's so much in Morgan's story, Lord. And, and I thank you, first of all, for revealing your heart for her and, and her repentant heart, Lord, before you. Thank you that you saved her and rescued her and showed her a way out of the guilt and shame, Lord that we carry and for the life that you showed her in that moment of bringing and filling her with new life in you. We thank you and praise you. And Lord, in recent days, there's been another battle over her life physically, God, and we thank you for raising her up, for healing her, God, for showing her a pathway again to physical life as well as spiritual life. And we praise you for the beautiful work that you are continuing to do in Morgan. 
And tonight, God, as she stands to declare you as Lord of her life, God, I pray, Lord, for a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit upon her. May she know that you have incredible plans for her life, God. May she know the freedom and joy that comes from walking with you every day. Oh, Lord Jesus, keep revealing your incredible heart of love for Morgan. We praise you and thank you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Morgan, do you declare Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour? Yes, I do. It is on this profession of your faith and because you've requested it, that it is my absolute pleasure and privilege to baptise you in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit.
with me. That'll be great. Let's encourage him. Okay. So growing up throughout my school years, I've been lucky enough to have very minor problems. I've been blessed with two loving parents who took me to church weekly and forgave me for far more than I could comprehend. I had called myself a Christian at the time, but I never really acted like one. I was ignorant and uninterested in fully committing to God, and I found myself becoming resentful and sinful in many regards. I had always aimed to improve my lifestyle on my own, but to no avail. By the time I had started university, I would already be attending parties where I would be drinking way too much and become increasingly arrogant in my character. If I'm being honest, I never enjoyed drinking and did not agree with my friends most of the time but I thought it was the way I should be socializing with other people my age. Remembering one night, I had gone to a party and acted recklessly to the point where I began to feel ashamed of my entire identity. My own friends that I had known for years told me that my presence was undesirable. That interaction broke my spirit, so much so that I left that party in shame and I lay in my car where I would be sleeping that night. I specifically remember lying down in the driver's seat, looking up through my, through my windscreen, um, the sunroof at the stars that night, contemplating my situation and eventually crying as I'd hit my lowest point and I was only worried that I would only become worse than, than that from that moment forth. I began crying out to God in a way I had never done before, but believe me when I say that God heard my cries loud and clear. God spoke to me that night and showed me what I needed to do. I knew I had to leave all the friends that I had made over the years and attend a church where there would not only be people that want the best for me, but there would be people my age that would help me with my struggles and show me how I should be acting as I continue to grow and socialize. I fell asleep that night intoxicated and miserable, but I woke up the next morning with as much determination as I could muster. When I returned home, I searched online for a new church immediately. 
one that I could attend, and I made the decision to come right here to Bridgman Downs. When I first appeared here for a night service, I had left every friend group that I had known from high school and from university. I felt uh, small and very alone in what seemed like a concert of people here, worshipping with incredible passion that I did not understand at the time. I did not have the, the, same people, uh, the same passion that these people did. I could not sing like them or just be in the moment like them. I felt out of place given my previous experiences. So the first time I came here after the service, I began to leave when my departure was interrupted by the likes of Stephen Lean. He is an extroverted and energetic person who showed me the utmost kindness and introduced me to all of his closest friends. That same night, I was invited out for dinner and everyone genuinely listened to me as if they wanted to be my friend. I was so astonished by everybody's humility and kindness that if there was anything that I had learned that night, it was that I wanted more of what these people had. I continued to return to church and eventually connect groups soon after as often as I possibly could. From that point on, I was slowly beginning to change in every regard. And believe me when I say that being spiritually closer to God may only seem like one area of life, but it will creep into every other area and improve them in ways that you could never imagine. I became happier, more optimistic, more amazed by God's greatness, more social and healthier. I am now closer with God than I have ever been, and I'm excited to continue my journey to know Him deeper and become more fulfilled in His wonders. So God, I thank you for helping me come closer to you and for allowing me to fail repeatedly over and over again so that I can understand that you are the only path to a fulfilling life. I'm getting baptized now because I believe Jesus died for my many sins and I will follow him to the best of my abilities. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Josh, we would love to pray for you. Father, thank you for your great love. That's what we're witnessing here tonight. Um, if, if we didn't know it before, we're coming to know it as you, as you reveal yourself, your uh, enduring love, your unconditional love, your relentless love that chases after us, that is not resigned to see us at our worst, but longs for us to come into the love that you have for us and bring about the best for us. And, and that is what we celebrate here this Easter, you and your love, your great love, so great in fact, that you sent your son, that we might know life in him. And so Father, I pray now, as Josh commits his life to you, as he puts you at the center of his life, as he commits to following you, I pray that you would confirm in his life that he is your son, that you are the only one who has eternal life. He's come to realize that and now reveal that to him in even greater measure by your spirit as he follows you for the rest of his life. Thank you, Father, for your great love. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, Josh, here we are. Do you profess Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. I do. <laughs> then on this profession of faith and because you've requested it, it is Jared and my great privilege to baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.
how good is this? Very good. Welcome, Lockie. Lockie Ducks. I've been very blessed to call Bridgie my home for virtually my entire life. I grew up here going to Sunday school, then on to Buzz, then Switch Youth, then on to Young Adults and also leadership and involvement in these and other ministries. Over the last few months, I've come to realise just how fortunate I am for this godly heritage and just how much of an impact it has had on my life's trajectory. I remember first encountering God on Switch Camp in either grade seven or eight. John was preaching on God's grace, but there was just something different. I'd never had an encounter like in the past. The message hit me like a ton of bricks. I was sitting next to one of my friends who wasn't a Christian and I remember doing everything I could to stop the tears running down my face. That day was powerful. I don't remember exactly what the structure of the sermon was on, but I do remember that it was on the fact that there is nothing we can do to be worthy of God's love and grace, but He gives it to us freely if we ask Him and accept it. I was compelled to give my life to Christ then and there, but little 13 slash 14 year old me was too scared to go up to the front at the altar call. But I do remember going back to my tent and shedding those pent up tears and giving my life to Him. Fast forward a good few years, I'd been through high school and youth group, loving God and trying to follow Him. That period of my life and the few years following after graduation was my attempt to define my own identity and to figure out who I am. With the ups, there were some downs, especially when I was freshly 18 and I found myself going, going out partying and drinking pretty consistently. I was wanting to keep up appearances at church and thankfully God impressed on me over the next few years just how little that scene was doing for me at the time. God revealed that the influence He was having on me was actually not as temporary as the experience itself was, but it was slowly inducing marks that were impacting and damaging to my faith and had the potential to get much worse if I persisted. It took a while for me to realise this, but there was simply no fulfilment. It was just te a temporary escape to numb myself from the reality. And in doing so, I was actually dragging myself away from God through guilt and shame. As God worked on my heart, a heart for evangelism built from that point forward, especially with the added conviction of being in the mix of thousands of 17 and 18 year olds, having the time of their lives in the week long party that is schoolies on the Gold Coast. There is so much need for Jesus in the lives of our young people. I am convinced that our God is the only answer. And so how can I not commit to sharing this answer with others? The good news that is the gospel. And so the more involved I have been, um, I've had with Red Frogs, the more my heart has swelled for a deepening of my own relationship with God. And so it was at the end of last year that I felt a call that 2021 would be a year where I seek God further than I ever have before. And one of the ways that I do this would be by joining the internship run here at church. I'm so thankful because God has been so faithful to this commitment and He has revealed so much of Himself in the first few months of this internship. I'm also convinced that the story that I'm just about to share is one of the first and most defining moments in my faith, where God has shown me a glimpse of the fullness of what He has planned for this year and the rest of my life. It all started on the 3rd of March this year, which just so happens to be my mum's birthday. I was in a discussion with my pastoral mentor as part of the internship, where I discovered that I did not really understand many of the reasons why my heart desired to know God. For the last few years, my heart had been fixed towards the pursuit of righteousness and sanctification because I had always felt such a heavy, often sickening burden for the corrupt nature of my heart and the sinful 
acts, um, actions I felt I had no control over. My mentor prompted me that it might be time for me to earnestly seek God, but not with any type of agenda like I may have done in the past, but in an attitude of just listening with my heart open and with no expectations of what he might do or say. Upon hearing this, there was an indescribable feeling and I knew that God had something in store. As soon as I got home from the internship that day, I went on a walk and from the get-go, I had a destination in mind on top of this hill in a bush reserve near my house. As I prayed and sought after God as I walked, it did not take long for Him to draw near. He revealed to me areas of pride that were deeply ingrained in my heart that were all a shock to my system. Not only did I not know about these prideful attitudes and motivations, but it was this pride that was actually blinding me from seeing the myriad of other brokenness in my heart, in my life. This was some really heavy stuff. And by the time I got up to the hill, I felt empty, exhausted and hopeless. I got up there and sat down on the bench and reflected on what God had shown me about my life and about um, myself. And once God connected all the dots, I wept. I had never felt so broken, ashamed and helpless in my entire life. I never cried, let alone wept like this before. God brought me to the realization that my desire for righteousness and sanctification had come, had turned into a self-righteous motivation. I'd grown to love God. Um, I'd grown to love the things God was doing in my life more than just loving God Himself and loving what He had done for me on the cross. So much of what I did was to satisfy myself. I chose to surround myself with people and activities and even ministries that gave me something in return. Almost everything I chose to be a part of had this aspect of selfishness weaved into it. The heavy burden that sin had on my heart um, that the sin of my heart had on me, sin that for years I'd never seen true release from despite my immense efforts. This sin that I longed God to release me from um, for so long had turned into the primary reason why I loved God and desired to know Him more. My desire for God was entirely transactional. And so I wept, not only in this realization that my heart has been so twisted, but in the realization that God loved me despite me never truly understanding what it meant for me to love Him. I had never known the love of God until that very moment. The feeling was um, indescribable when God revealed that He chose to love me despite me using so many of the good things He had given me for myself. He had blessed me. He had chose to bring me into His kingdom. He chose to surround me with amazing godly people and mentors. He chose to make me a part of His great plans even when He knew it would I would take it for granted and use it for my own ends. That's love. That's unconditional love. In that moment and over the next few days, I realized just how undeserving and unworthy I am of Him. And He still loves me. No matter what I have done and will ever do from that day forward, I realize that nothing will separate me from His love. A love that surpasses all understanding. On that day on top of the hill, the parable of the lost sheep from Luke chapter 15 came to mind. It reads, What a man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has not lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that he has lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbours, saying to them, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. If I'm honest, until these recent events, my pride would never have let me believe that I'm in fact the lost sheep, the lost sinner that needs to repent. 
God chased me down and loves me regardless of whether I'm the lost sheep or one of the 99 righteous who need no repentance. He loves us where we're at. His love is not on a scale. He can't love us more if we're this or less if we're that. There is nothing we can do that separates us from His love. I am just in awe of how committed He is to revealing to us just how perfect, good and gracious He is. He has done and is doing everything He can to bring me into knowing His love and into a deep personal relationship with Him. And it is this gracious redemption that is exactly what we're celebrating this weekend. He is risen, church. He is risen. Our God is so perfect. I am so excited to continue to step into the wonderful plans He has set out in front of me. So today I'm committing to following Jesus with all I have and all I am to declare before all of you that He is the Lord and Saviour of my life. Thank you. We'd love to, we'd love to pray for you, Lockie. Father, again, we come before you with another one. It's the one that you love, each one that is gone astray, each one that is not, um, it has not entered into the full realisation of your love you chased down. We thank you that you had 2021 in your mind since the beginning of time, that Lockie would come to, an, to a fuller realisation of your love, that there's nothing that he can do to earn it. And so, we actually rejoice in the fact that uh, this, this is 2021 where you've revealed that, but the fact is for his whole life, you've been longing for him to know that and you've been chasing after him. And so we rejoice now with all of heaven at the fact that um, he has come to realise that this year, but Father, now we come before you and we ask that this be a marker for the rest of his life, that he might walk in the reality of your love for him that he might set his life before you in complete surrender and that you might actually do in him the very work that you intended to make him into your image, that he might be a person who reflects your love to others as well. Thank you for the heart of evangelism you've given him too. Continue to use him as you transform him. In Jesus' name, amen. Lockie. Do you profess Jesus to be your Lord and Saviour? I do. Then on this profession of faith and because you've requested it, it is Perry and my great privilege to baptise you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Sing again, what a beautiful name.
Father, we thank you so much. What a privilege and honour it's been to be here tonight, to worship, to praise, to honour you. And I think it's been so powerful hearing these stories tonight of what you've done in and through their lives, great God. Absolutely remarkable. And uh, just what I'm reminded of, great God, is it's not just for the few or for the elite, but for every single person. New life found in you, great God. It's extraordinary. And so this is why we worship you. This is why we honour and praise you, great God. And Lord, there may be even some, even right now, maybe listening online as we heard in Sarah's story, just there she was listening online this time last year, Easter service, and just feeling like you've spoken to her heart. And here she is being baptised a year later about talking about, declaring, changed life. And so maybe there's some here, maybe some online right now that just feel that sense of, I want a new life in Christ. And thank you, Lord, that anyone, anyone can have new life in you. So we praise you, we honour you, and we worship you, great God. In Jesus' Name, Amen, Amen. Hey, feel free to grab a seat. You know, tonight was, uh, we, we wanted to do a baptismal service and we wanted to focus mainly on the baptisms and let their, uh, let these guys share their story of what God's done and through their life. And so tonight, I'm certainly not doing a preach or anything like that, but I just wanna share with you, just maybe for five or 10 minutes, or we'll just see what the Spirit does. It could be half an hour, I don't know. No, no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. But um, uh, but what an amazing night it's been so far and uh, the four baptisms. And as I kind of prayed, really, it's just been remarkable. There's one key element that I noticed in every single one of their stories and every single one of them have experienced uh, new life, new life in Christ. Uh, which is is extraordinary. I experienced that when I was 18 years old as well, just no church background, no faith or anything like that, um, but experienced new life uh, in Him. And, and I don't know what your journey is tonight or where you're from or even listening online or, or wherever it might be. Maybe tonight as you heard those stories or maybe tonight as you watched the service, there was something in you that thought, you know, I, I need that. I need that in my own life. I just, you're just struggling or you feel lost or you feel broken in some way or another and you just feel like, yeah, I, I need new life as well. Maybe you felt like you could never experience that. Maybe you felt like you were never good enough to experience new life in Christ. But if you heard the stories that we've heard tonight and anybody who's ever come to faith in Christ, that none of us are good enough. None of us have ever attained, you know, perfection or be good enough, but uh, all have come into a relationship with Him purely through uh, God's mercy and His grace as they come and ask for forgiveness uh, uh, before God. And the answer, uh, the answer by God is always a yes. When we come to Him and say, God, I need new life in You, I wanna surrender my heart and my life to You, the answer is yes in Him. It's quite remarkable. It's not for the elite. It's not uh, just for the few. It's for every single person. And I don't know why, but just today, I just thought, you know, that's a message, God, for someone. It's a message for someone here tonight, a message for somebody maybe online that is watching in this moment, that maybe for whatever reason, you just feel like, I need new life. The thing is this, you can have it. The thing is this, you can have new life in Christ, not because you're good or you've become, you know, perfect, you know, perfect in some way or another. No, not at all, because you can be forgiven uh, by Him. You know, just the other day, or last week, sorry, my, uh, my daughter, um, you know, she, she's five years old and, uh, you know, she, 
Uh, she got in a bit of trouble, just incredibly rude to me and, um, and uh, I was going to say my mum, but no, my wife, sorry, uh, her mum, uh, and uh, just incredibly rude. Now, I know it's hard to imagine a five-year-old being rude, but um, she was uh, she was pretty rude and I, I just, I had to send her to her room and I went up a little while later after she'd kind of thought it over, even though all she was really doing is jumping off her bed and reading books and carrying on and messing the whole room up. But um, I went up and I, I wanted to go talk to her and as I went into her room to talk to her, she made some other rude comment. Now, uh, this mightn't seem like a big deal, but just prior to this, we were about to go for a walk and uh, go for a scooter. She's going to jump on a scooter and go for a walk, you know, just around the block or whatever. And they, our kids just love scooting and riding bikes at the moment. And uh, she said just some other rude thing to me. And I just said, Grayson, I'm so sorry to do this, but you're not going for a walk anymore. That's it. And it might not seem like a big deal to you you're thinking, oh, who would want to go for a walk? But, but honestly, uh, she literally burst into tears and she was screaming and carrying on, no, you can't do this to me and all this sort of stuff. And it was literally a heartbreaking moment, but, but it was just, it, it, I, I just spoke to her and I said, you can't, you can't speak like that. You can't talk like that. And it was just, I'm sure she just felt the weight of that in that moment. And, and, uh, and I said, Grayson, but you know what? I don't think you'll ever speak like that again. Tomorrow's a new day. Don't worry. Uh, tomorrow's a new day. And funnily enough, um, we kind of chatted a little bit about that and she missed out on the walk. But you know, the very next morning when I got up and I went downstairs and I was chatting to my daughter, she said, hey, dad, she said, today's a new day. And, uh, and every single day, no whatever, like this is her new catchphrase now. Every single day for the past week, she said, hey, dad, today's a new day. Today's a new day. And I said, that's true, Graceland. You know, the Bible says his mercies are new every day. It's quite amazing. And I, I don't know, uh, I don't know, but I just feel like for you today, maybe you just would love to experience a new day. But more than that, more than just a new day, a new life, a new life. I, I don't know, I just feel like that in my spirit, in my heart, that there's one of you today that goes, I want not just a new day, a new life, a new life in Him. And what I said to you just a moment ago, that's exactly what you can have. You can have new life in Christ. There's a scripture and hopefully we might be able to bring it up on the screen. It's found in 2 Corinthians, I think. And I just wanna read this to you, 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. It says this, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. A new life has begun. And I don't know about you, but maybe tonight that's you. And the good news is this, is that when you come to Christ, the old life is gone and the new life uh, comes to fruition in your heart, in your life. Notice those words in, in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ. Notice that word there, anyone. Like I said, it's not just for the elite. It's not for those that are do really good things. It's not for those that go to church. It's not for those that go to connect group. It's for anyone. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Maybe tonight you don't want just a new day, but you want a new life. You become a new person, the old life is gone, a new life has begun. And what we heard tonight was four people declare that very message. Four people declare about how their old life has passed and their experienced new life as they encountered Christ for themselves. I was so touched and taken back by Sarah, she shared in that first story, that, that she heard that message online at that Easter, very, you know, one year ago. And her life was so radically different and she just, she just felt uh, lost. 
She wanted more, she knew she wanted more. And I just jotted down a few moments and a few things and maybe tonight you feel similar, maybe you feel broken. Maybe you feel ashamed for whatever reason. Maybe you feel guilty. Maybe you feel unfulfilled in your heart for whatever reason. You've tried so much of things in this world to try and find fulfillment and you just still can't find that fulfillment in your heart and you just feel unfulfilled. Maybe you have a lack of peace. There's just no peace in your heart. Maybe you feel empty, lost. Maybe you sense that there's just no direction for your life or, or you don't have a purpose or maybe you just feel fearful about life in general. The good news for you is this and the good news for me and the good news basically for anyone according to Scripture is that if you feel like that tonight and you just go, I want a new life, a new life in Christ, I wanna experience a new day and a new life, then tonight the promise of God is this, that this means any, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, the new life has begun. That's the promise of God. Notice those words, it's whoever belongs. So how do you belong to Christ? Like I've said throughout this whole thing, you don't need to try and fix up your life, become better. You come humbly before a righteous and holy God and say, God, I've fallen short of the glory of you. I need a new life. I need a turnaround. I need a change. But the only way that can truly happen deep within my heart is when I surrender my heart and my life to you. And so tonight for you is an opportunity to surrender. Tonight, it's an opportunity to say, I wanna get rid of my old life and I want you to change me from, from within every aspect of my heart. I wanna experience fulfillment and joy and peace and contentment, a deep inner contentment like this world has never been able to offer me. And tonight is your opportunity as you surrender your heart and your life to Him. This may be the first moment for you. This may be a moment where you know this. I just, another thing is this, maybe you've heard this many times before, but something's clicked in your heart now and you go, I need to respond now. I need to respond now. Well, I wanna lead you in a prayer, a simple prayer. It's not a prayer that saves you, it's your faith. It's your, it's your surrender to this God that saves you. And I wanna lead you in a simple prayer to say, God, I want a new life tonight. So like I said, maybe, just maybe you're here. Just maybe you're watching online in this moment, you say, I don't only want a new day, I want a new life in Christ. Why don't you pray to Him now? Why don't you ask Him and allow Him to come into your heart and change you from the inside out? Father, I know you are speaking to at least one person right now. I know it. And this is the opportunity to experience new life in you. If that's you in this moment, just in your head and in your heart, you can respond to Him right now. You can just pray this simple prayer. Dear God, I want a new life. I've tried to do this life on my own. It's just not working. I surrender my life to You right now. I don't wanna do it on my own anymore. I want you to be Lord and Saviour of my life. So take control. Take control and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for dying on the cross, but then rising again so that I could experience life and life in you. I trust you right now. I surrender right now. 
I give you my heart. I give you my all. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I thank You for those that prayed that prayer right now. I thank You for those that have prayed that prayer as they watch online right now. I thank You for those lives that have just experienced and encountered You, Father God. Thank You for the way that You're gonna change and transform them, great God. And just maybe in one year's time to this very day, Baptismal Service 2022, that they're gonna stand and declare about a God that is not dead, but a God that is alive and changed and transformed their life, oh God. And this is what you do. This is why we celebrate. This is why we praise and we honour you, great God, because this is what you do in and through people's lives. We pray, oh God, that you would raise these people up to be future culture changes, future changes in their workplaces, in their suburbs, which you have them placed, Father God, in their universities, whatever you have in store for them, use them powerfully for your kingdom purposes, we pray. And so Lord, how can we not worship and praise and honour you tonight? We love you, we worship you, and we pray these things in Jesus' mighty Name, Amen. Amen. Hey, why don't you jump up on your feet? We're gonna worship and praise our great God one more time tonight. And I just wanna say this uh, before we do that. We've got some Bible packs that we love to give away to those uh, that have responded in some way or another. And so if you responded tonight, we'd love to give you one of those Bible packs. It's free, there's a Bible in there, but there's also some more information there as well about how you can uh, journey with God, how, what this looks like for you now as you journey with Him. And so we'd love to give you one of those. But God bless you so much. We're gonna worship Him now, give honour to our great God. Let's do that together.
sacrifice that you've made for us, great God, but then to praise and to worship and and to uh, just sing shouts of praise to you for the risen God. He's not dead, but He's alive, alive and active, working in and through people's lives. We've heard that tonight as well, great God. And we do pray corporately together now, Father God, we do wanna pray for this suburb. We do wanna pray for this city, this nation, this world, great God. You know, I've prayed so many times before, great God, but I really pray from the bottom of my heart that I really wish, I really burden that every single person would know the goodness and the greatness of You, Father. And that's the cry of our heart, that Holy Spirit, that You just rain down in such a powerful way, continuing to transform more and more people's lives, discovering the truth and the grace and the hope and the love in You, oh God. You're not mad or angry at people. You love people. You love your children. You long to be in relationship with them, great God. And we just pray more and more, more and more people will discover that truth. So we thank you, Father. What an amazing weekend it's been. We love your heaps. And uh, yeah, use us this week. Whatever we do, Father God, just use our lives this week. May we walk in obedience to you, we pray. We worship, we honour you. And we pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. What an awesome weekend. It's been so good to have you here. Hey, listen. I don't care what's on TV or whatever. This is way better than watching TV. Uh, if, although if you're watching us on TV, that's very good. Yeah, keep watching this. Don't turn to any other channel. Um, 
But it's awesome. It's so good to be here. What an amazing service on Friday, Sunday night. Uh, but feel free to hang around, head out to the courtyard area, buy some food, catch up. If you want one of these Bible packs, we'd love to give uh, one of those to you. Uh, God bless you so much. Whatever you do this week, God bless you heaps, and we'll see you soon.